0: You know, when I started like writing this podcast, I really thought I didn't have enough content for it. I mean, I managed not to mention that most of this is an essay about what I thought about something I experienced than, you know, an objective, uh, factual, general knowledge piece type of thing. So I don't know. Tell me how you think about it. Or tell me what you think about it. If you don't like it, well, suffer in silence. <laughs> no, don't suffer in silence. Suffer, but then leave an angry comment about it. Uh, tell me what you thought, and uh, yeah, I'll cue the fucking... So, I was researching for uh, the last episode, which is Time Capsules, and I came across this thing that Vsauce, the main reason why I have any education at all, or, or I retain, retain any information gave me this new thing to obsess over. It's called the Library of Babel. I'm pretty sure you've heard of this if you've been a Vsauce fan for a long enough timeline. And if not, then if you're just a curious person on the internet. And if you don't, then I am certain that you will find this of interest. Mild, uh, moderate to extreme, that's on you. I introduced it to some uh, friends who were extremely obsessive about it. Some were upset that I introduced it to and others were completely unimpressed which is fine it can't really judge people by re- their reactions to information I guess but I was genuinely genuinely attracted to this idea and it blew my fucking mind away. Now the thing I'm going to talk about is of course related to the title of the podcast that's why it's called the title and I'm I'm such a dumbass sometimes when I frame these sentences or write these down. This is not a good joke. (laughs) Anyway, so we're talking about the Library of Babel. If you don't know what that is, let me just fill you in as to what I know about it. Library of Babel is a concept that an Argentine gentleman by the name of George Luis Borges, um, I'm pretty sure I'm butchering his name. There's There's probably a different pronunciation in Spanish, wrote... A book called La Biblioteca de Babel, which is the library of Babel, a short story technically of a labyrinth sort of filled with hexagonal rooms with one wall filled with all the necessities that a man would need for the rest of their life and four shelves of books and the labyrinth sort of moving forward and forward into an expense of totality where any combination of words that exist among 22 characters with full stops and sentences will be filled out and he conceptualized this as uh, a statement on predestination as a statement on the concept of creativity the concept of language and all of that and that was a cool concept until and then it came to life at the hand of john basile if i'm not wrong that's his name. He wrote a book called *Tar of Mortar. Uh, the lib- Library of Babel and the Dream of Totality. Now, the reason it is so cool is because the Library of Babel is literally an internet archive or, an, or a website which contains an archive of these hexagonal patterns of shelves of books with 18 volumes on each shelf. On each wall, there are some 18 she- uh, not 18, 18 shelves and 32 books on each shelf, 32 volumes on each shelf, something like that, each containing 410 pages. And among the hexagons that are in this combination, it contains every con- possible combination of words in 3200 characters, small caps, with periods and commas. That means that every conceivable sentence you can come up with without capital letters and with commas and full stops is already in this. The estimate comes around ten to the power five thousand words total written in this book, like in this uh, entire piece of art, which makes it a comprehensive list of any conceivable word we could ever come up with. Now, of course, a lot of this is gibberish, which George Louis Borges already. ...warned us about would be the case... ...I think it's pronounced Horge... ...because he writes it with J... ...I'm so sorry... ...I'm not going to get into the pronunciation... ...I would leave that... ...leave that for my uh, audience... ...to correct me in the comments... ...if you have learned Spanish... ...or you're from Spain or better from Argentina... ...then you can correct me... ...as to what his name is pronounced as... ...I think this was expanded by uh, Laswitz... ...in an essay... It called. It was called the labyrinth. That's where I got that word from. In connection to this, I remember reading that essay. I haven't read the book or the short story yet. I just know the synopsis of it. What's cool about it is that when you do the math, which requires you to know the base ten and base twenty nine, and you know a a very set a big set of complicated mathematical algorithm that I am not capable of. But if you are, I welcome you to try it, which I think the Vsauce video, I'll leave the link down in the description, will help you go through it and just understand what what is it that I'm talking about. I'll give you a timestamp with it as well. I think it's 1755. And um, there's a predestined link of mathematical numbers to each word that is written or each combination of words in 3200 characters written within this library of Babel. Now, what what really blows my mind about this is that what my friends told me who told me that this doesn't blow their mind at all is that it exists as a, uh, as a testimony to the fact that language exists as a subset of the combinations of alphabets of 26 letter, letters, spaces, full stops and commas. To be honest, when you put it like that, it's pretty fucking obvious, but what it implies when it's materialized in this absurd fashion is that it really confronts you with the fact that all words are made up. Not that this is a revelation to anybody, but when I think Karan keeps saying that when he was watching, uh, Infi- infinity war or end game, either one rocket says, uh, all words are made up and well, here you go. Here's testimony to that, that all words are made up and l- George Borges, when he wrote the book himself, told us that a lot of it will be gibberish to the native English speaker, but at the same time, it could be a testimony or a document that starts a completely different language that doesn't require vowels or doesn't use the vowels the way we do. For example, I looked through the entire book and yeet up to as many spaces as 3200 is present in it. Just yeet. And this was made in 2012 and every word that will come across across in the English language within 3200 characters is within it which is weird. And the second thing that it made me realize is what it says about predestination is that the subset ex- is a reduced statement of a universe. Like the set of alphabets is a reduced statement of the universe and each word is a variable that you're allowed to choose which means that Your future, as it will be played out, the way you were born, the way you are right now, the way you will be in the rest uh, of your life and how you will die is technically written in this book along with every version of it depending on what choices you make. So, of course, it says about predestination as much as we know that it's lost in this sea of randomness where each decision will lead you through the labyrinth And you are helplessly lost to understand what it means and where you stand of it and what you make of it. And what you have is very limited assumptions based on the information that your priors have processed. And how you have arrived to consensus with it and how much you choose to conform with it is sort of how it will lead you towards an answer to what your future will be. It also means that no piece of literature that has ever been written after this was made or before it was made has ever been original. It's a combination that was discovered. It, I mean, apply the same thing to music. For example, guitar notes are nothing but math. Of course, it's a. It's also an audio auditory experience, which is why a lot of math, musicians who are not mathematicians at all can figure it out and have such a strong sense of it. Of course, they, they know how to manipulate these variables to get the answer that they uh, that, that is desirable to them or that identifies with them. And then they assign meaning to it, which is why we enjoy music in a certain way. And it gives us a context of time and place. But at the end of the day, it's just variables that creates frequency. That means music is also discovered and then assigned identity by humans, just like words. Now, think about this, that say like two years later that a language with the latin script starts which uses the same alphabets as english will have each and every word written in here and i think that's kind of cool to think about and to be honest it's something it, more than anything else if you're not impressed by what it says about predestination or how we understand originality or language uh let's just take it away from here and go to the fun side of things um think about what you do on a regular basis what you're doing right now the, the words i'm saying right now if you just type these out at LibraryOfBabel.info, they're still there in 3200 word sets i searched like i will go on to search each and every word that is said in this podcast on the library of babel and I guarantee you, I am, of course, assured that it will be written in the, in those books somewhere in that labyrinth. And the theory that Lewis Borges, uh, George Lewis Borges came up with, I am so sorry I keep saying that name even though I know how, uh, how it's pronounced. The theory he came up with is that one of these hexagons contains the magical book, which will contain the 410 pages with completely legible words at least once that will create a predestined way to read our future or to read a book that somebody will eventually write or, you know, a new swear word we will come up with. What will be the meme of the year next year? Um, Who will you get married to? Something like that. And it's lost in this infinite sea of gibberish. And I think that's kind of cool to think about okay i really 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 hope you guys enjoyed that because i'm getting insecure about these and uh, uh, like share subscribe share it shamelessly is what i mean to say Uh, support me on patreon if you think the content is worth it and uh, i'll see you next time goodbye